Hello everyone and welcome to a movie review, and this one is a movie that's exactly released in theaters one year ago today, which released October 18th, 2019, and that is The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers and starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. I'm recording this on October 17th, and I watched it earlier in the day so that I can have this fresh in my head for this review and it's actually only the second time that i've seen this movie and i loved it just as much as i did the first one now this won't exactly be a spoiler review and won't really be a non-spoiler review either because this is the kind of film that at least for me is not really easy to describe because it's just it's really one it really is one of those films that you have to see it for yourself to understand and, but you'd have to watch it several times to understand because it is this is a film that's gonna kind of fuck with your head a little bit. So, um, but yeah, like I said, it is directed by Robert Eggers, who direct, who also directed uh, The Witch or The Vitch, because the title is stylized with two V's to make out the W. So, and I have not seen that one, but I've heard a lot of great things about that. And that one star, stars Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, and I am very fond of her, so I'll be happy to check that out. And But this film, I'm going to read the what's on the back of the Blu-ray case right here. It says, from Robert Eggers, the visionary filmmaker behind the modern horror masterpiece, The Witch, comes with comes this hypnotic and hallucinatory tale of two lighthouse keepers, Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson, and on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1800s. As an approaching storm, threatens to sweep them from the rock and strange apparitions emerge from the fog each man begins to suspect the, that the other has become dangerously unmoored not sure what that means and i'm too lazy to look it up but this i don't know if this if you could really call this a horror movie but it definitely has those horror elements uh in there which i'm gonna, i'm going to talk more detail into that one on my podcast that i'm having on Halloween day. Uh, so be on the lookout for that one. Um, it's, I will say it is, it is a bit of a slow burn kind of a story, which I mean, I don't mind that at all. I enjoy those kind of movies. I like when it builds up, you know, to, you know, where it gets to the crazy stuff at the end of the movie. Um, but for like this one, I think for, for like the first 10 minutes, there's no dialogue at all. And the whole film is literally, just Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson, uh, and you, you you get two other people at the beginning of the movie, but you don't know their names. You don't even see their faces. Uh, and the only other character featured, uh, human character at least, or human, or, or you know, or anything else, is a, mer- a mermaid character that uh, that if you've already seen the movie, you already know what she's all about. Uh, and also, you get the seagulls, which was a very I will say the first time that I saw the movie, and because uh, the way because Willem Dafoe's character talked about how it's bad luck to uh, fight or kill a, a seabird, and he said he he reiterates that several times throughout, and by the time, by the end of the movie, and then for like a few nights after that, I'm no exaggeration. I I had I had a few little 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 nightmares about seagulls. Uh, which just yeah kind of fucked me up for a little bit, but you know like I can't really do a good job. Like I said, I can't do a good job of really describing the story itself uh, because it's just 
it's again, it's a, it's one of those you have to see it to to understand. Uh, but I do know that it's it's a uh, it was in I don't know if it's inspired or based on an on an, an alleged true story of two um, two men that were you know stranded on at, at an actual lighthouse where you know they kind of went mad and things have ha- things happened. Uh, I don't know for sure if that's the case, but uh, at least I think I think they mentioned it on the on the making of documentary that's featured on here. Yeah, yeah, it's called the the lighthouse, a dark and stormy tale, and uh, yeah, they I think yeah they mentioned that there was a short story that was based on a re- on a real life thing that happened that the that that Robert Eggers and uh, his co writer that they had heard that they had heard about that and they wanted to make it into a into a full movie, and that's what this story is, because uh, yeah, Robert Eggers he wrote, produced, and directed the film. Yeah, and I don't know. I kind of like it. I like it when directors, you know, actually have their hand, all their fingerprints on it, like that, where they are the writer, director, producer of the of the story. Um, because you can feel, uh, I guess, like like their DNA all over it, so that you know it is truly their story. Um, and uh, but just like the whole experience of the film, it's like it's it's presented in black and white, which you know people that saw the previous for it are very aware of. And it's in an, in an aspect aspect ratio where it's like in like the box shape, kind of like an IMAX movie, like like how the Zack Snyder's Justice League is supposed to be when it comes out on HBO Max next year. But the thing is, like it was filmed on you know because because Justice League Zack filmed it on you know on like IMAX kind of cameras with the intent of it to be seen in that format. But whereas with this one, it was filmed with a, you know, a regular, you know, panic, panic, panavision or panaglide, whatever kind of camera, a regular, you know, wide camera. And they put a filter over it to stimulate that, you know, that little square shape, um, which took a couple minutes for me to get used to it because, you know, we're also used to, you know, the high definition, you know, full full you know 16 by 9 screen um but you know after after a few minutes you get used to it and you don't even notice it so um same with like you know like again Zack Snyder's Justice League you know because everyone's complaining like oh the aspect ratio aspect ratio I have no problem with it every time every every time I like look at the clips that he has on Vero or I watch the trailer you know for like the five millionth time you know that aspect ratio it works but anyways yes this story it's because the way the way it's presented it's presented very much like like an old school kind of hollywood film Uh, very much like how the todd phillips joker movie like was presented as well it was presented like a film that would that would have come out during the time period that the film takes place and you know not that they had Films back in the 1800s, you know, I don't know. I was not alive back then. It was 2,000 years ago. Um, and, you know, the performances from Willem Dafoe and Robin Pattinson were amazing. And I've reiterated ma- many, many times all over social media that it is a travesty that especially with Willem Dafoe especially did not get enough award recognition for his performance in this film because his I mean, because I'm a fan of both actors. You know, Willem Dafoe is amazing. Robert Pattinson, I'm I've I've always said he's a much better actor than what people know him from as for, for the Twilight movies. Because even he hates those movies, and I've said that several times on my on these little podcasts. So like when it was announced that he was gonna be Batman, you know, I was a little like, oh, well, uh, I guess. 
But then I saw this movie, saw his performance, and I was like, yeah, that's Batman. All right. That's that's Batman. So, you know, that's why I always, whenever I see people talking about, oh, we got, we got sparkly pants, that's Batman, sparkly pants, sparkly Twilight Batman. It's like, no, no, no. Watch this movie. This is Batman. And then, of course, you know, the trailer they released at Fandom over the summer. Yeah, but yeah, you still get those people that are like, oh, we got Sparkly Twilight Batman, Sparkly Twilight Batman. <sighs> you're never gonna, you're, you're never gonna change people's minds, you know, for those kind of things. It's the same people that, you know, Zack Snyder's just like that. They want to say, oh, it looks, it's the same movie. It's just a longer version of the same movie that we get to. <sighs> I've, I've rambled on about that kind of stuff so many times on these podcasts and other videos and on Twitter, Vero everywhere. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm tired of it. But anyways, it's a, it is a very, I don't want to say it's a, it's a very dark story, but it is, it is dark. Yeah. But there is some levity to it. There are parts of it where you will be kind of laughing your ass off to it. Uh, like again, they showed parts, but bits and pieces of it in the trailers, uh, uh, where, you know, like when they just start get drinking together and they start singing like, you know, like old sailor songs and just having a good time and dancing. And it's it's funny, you know, and you know, the way they verbally and physically, you know, spar back and forth. It's and it's like, it's like you can kind of t- you could tell that they 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 had they you could tell that just by, by watching their performance that they had they had fun making this movie. Um and the, the 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 music as well. Let me let me see who who it was that you know, that did the the music for this. Let me look at the the name on this on here. Uh, musical score, Mark Corvin. Not familiar with that with that with him, but the score that he composed for this was is a very hauntingly, you know, very haunting and beautiful score. Um, very much like Hilder, how whatever her last name is for the Joker. And in Hoosh, and she rightfully deserved that Oscar win. So very happy for that. You know, but I would compare, yeah, the score for the for the lighthouse to, to Joker, where it's that hauntingly beautiful score that when you're listening to it, it, it's very eerie and you're a little creeped out, but at the same time you're intrigued by it. And and then the cinematography itself is just beautiful to watch, especially in that black and white, you know, format. Which I remember from the in the making of part, they said that uh, for every every there was like a like a like a, not necessarily a grainy filter over over it, but like like it's like like they like it, I think something like that they played around with the saturation a little bit to make it look a little more raw, uh, except for the parts that involve the mermaid character, where you know you can tell that the that the I guess the texture of of of, of what you're seeing is different, and. But hey, it works, and you know, it's it's a very, at least for me, it the way the visual pulls you in, you know, and and one of the things that I remember hearing about before this movie, before I got to actually see the movie, because because the two, the two movie theaters that 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 we that I have out here that are out here in Jacksonville did not show the movie, so I wasn't able to watch it. I had to wait until the Blu-ray came out, and you know, got it when it came out. Watch it that same day, and I loved it, of course. So, and and I hated that I was not able to experience this in fear. It's like I really, really wanted to because it was one of the films that I was most excited to see of 2019. 
Yeah, but I'm just happy that I was able to see it, and it is in my list of favorite movies that I got to watch last year. You know, if I made a, a t- you know a top five favorite movies of 2019, it would definitely be on that list. Yeah, yeah give you three guesses what, what's what's number one on that list. You know, if you really know me, you'll already know. But um, and but yeah, talking about like how there's the the moments of levity in the middle of all the you know the insanity that's happening throughout like and and people and this clip has been shared a lot on twitter that um because the because th- during the film willem the character he's the one who he cooks the meals for them and all that and i think is that he, he cooks only lobster because you know they're fishermen they're on that uh, at that lighthouse they catch the lobster he cooks it for them every day you know because they're they're in that hot they're stuck at that lighthouse for they're supposed to be there for four weeks, but because of the storm, they're there just a little bit longer. So they they're they're past that for that four week period. You know, you know. I mean, just you know, think about it. In reality: if you and one other person were stuck in that same spot, didn't go anywhere else for four weeks, you might go a little mad. I know I certainly would. And there was a moment where he, where Robin Pants's character, he was he was Winslow. His name was Winslow. Willem Dafoe's character was Tom. That Winslow, he just finally snapped and talked about wanting to eat a steak. And he was the part that I, there's the clip, that, and I saw the clip before I actually watched the movie, so I had no context for it, but I laughed my ass off. I laughed my ass off when I saw the clip, and then laughed off my ass off even more when I saw the movie. And he said, if I had a steak, I'd fuck it. <laughs> yeah, he really, he literally says that. And I just, huh, alrighty. <laughs> uh, I mean, I personally would not fuck a steak, but yeah, more power to to him. And uh, and there's a lot of monologues that uh, one of the first character Tom Thomas goes on a, a few times in the movie, and they're always they're all very like powerful and poetic, and you know, especially towards the end of the movie when. Uh, Winslow just completely snaps if and tries to kill him. Um, I think this is the second or third second time that he tries to kill him, and he's burying him alive, and he's put, shoveling the dirt on top of him. And Thomas is still giving a monologue with dirt falling into his mouth, which I've heard mixed reports on whether or not it was it was real dirt going into his mouth. But as all that kept going into his mouth, he's just going. And going and talking and talking, and it's just like, God damn! Why did this man not get an Oscar nomination? I mean, if he if he wasn't going to win, at least get an, oh, an Oscar nomination, you know? But then you have the same thing. You have to, you have to wonder would he have been supporting actor or lead actor? Who knows? Um, because honestly, but the way but the performances between the two between Defoe and Pattinson, either one of them could have been a supporter supporting cat role or lead role, both because it's. I, really, I don't really know. I don't really. I don't know if they really. Uh, which one? Because yes, Willem Dafoe had the top billing, but was he really the star of the movie? You know, was he the lead of the movie? I want. You have to wonder about that. And and going back with the seagulls, because the seagulls, you know, kind of antagonize Winslow a little bit, and it all starts from when he's you know he's doing his chores, you know, with helping with the maintenance of the lighthouse, and um. I think it's like he had like a wheelbarrow of like coal or something like that. And there's a seagull right there in his pathway. So he, he takes one of the, trying to get him to get out the way, takes one of the rocks, throws it at him. 
And then that's when later on, Defoe says, oh, I saw you sparring with the gull. You know, bad luck to, 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 to kill a seabird. And that's where, you know, that all happens. And then we see him, you know, in another moment where he just loses it and just grabs the seagull and just starts slamming it up against uh, this, you know, cement tank thing that's outside the house. And it's fucking brutal to watch and and is uncomfortable to watch as well. And obviously it's not a real bird that he does that to because because they would they would have been shut down and they'd be they'd all be in jail. But it's just it is so uncomfortable to watch. And both times that I've watched this film, I'm just sitting there in a hushed silence, just like fuck. Yeah. And And it's just there's a lot of trippy moments throughout the movie as well. It's like it's like you don't know what's real and what isn't because again, like there's they they that they these he's going mad and these thing these 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 hallucinations are just popping up all over the place. Um, and uh, and also the other thing that I was hearing about when the movie when the movie came out about people talking about oh the massive masturbation scene that uh Robert Pattinson's character has, uh he has I think two scenes where he where he's you know jerking it off yeah and and I, and I remember hearing about another movie that he had done years ago it was an indie film I don't remember which one it was where he had to have a scene like that and that he did it for real because he he, he didn't know how to fake it on camera and it had me when I, and the first time I saw that this movie before the first time I saw the lighthouse and I, I was just remembering that in my head, it was just going through my head. Like, is he doing it for real? And this one as well, because it looked and sounded pretty real. Um, which is just all kinds of awkward. Uh, but Hey, we're adults. Adults do that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, if if you haven't seen the movie yet and you're watching this review or listening to this review, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna see some some patents and jerking going on. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. Any family that's 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 checking this out, I am so sorry for the things that I'm saying here. Uh, but yeah, if you've watched any of my other videos before and listen to my podcast before this one, you kind of already know what you're getting into for that. <laughs> mm. But yeah, when we get to the very ending of the film, after the uh, Winslow and Thomas have their their big fight, their big big fight at the at the end of the movie, um, because the whole time Pattinson's character he's he's wanting to go up into the lighthouse, but Thomas, you know, Defoe's character Thomas won't let him because he's very, he's very protective of the of the lighthouse and that that is his light that it's his light no one else's no one else can 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 reach that light and then when he finally you know takes him takes him down and he goes up to the light up into the lighthouse to see that what what's so what's going on with that light and this is and when i watched it the first time and then especially and then again the second time that and i think they showed they showed it a, a small snippet of it in the trailer where uh, and the, they said the trick that they did went in the making of that they, you know, like increased the saturation of it for the intensity of the scene. That like the light, that's like the light is getting brighter and brighter. And uh, Pattinson, you know, he's his face is, looks like it's covered in blood, and then he starts screaming, and the scream is like very 
loud, muffled, and staticky, which kind of just makes it even creepier. And it just, it, like I said, it messed me, it fucked me up in the head a little bit. And he find and I don't know exactly what it is that happens, but he somehow falls down the stairway of the lighthouse. And then the very last shot of the movie is him on, on the, on the floor outside the lighthouse. And the seagulls are picking at his body and it is fucking gnarly to look at. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen the movie yet and you were planning to, sorry that I spoiled the ending for you, but you should know by now, you know, and I even said at the beginning, it wasn't it wasn't going to be necessarily be spoiler or non-spoiler because you kind of just have to see it to to believe it kind of thing, you know. Um so but yeah. As then the movie ends in a, in a pretty in a pretty gnarly way and uh I'm very eager to watch Robert Eggers The Witch because if this is this is what he presented for this one, then I'm very, very curious and intrigued by what's going to come for that film. And I very much look forward to seeing that. And I'm going to try to get my hands on that movie very, very soon. You know, because I'm, as I've talked about before, I'm a physical media person. I don't very, very, very select on what digital you know, media that I go for. Um, but yeah, if you've seen this movie before, uh, please leave me your feedback for it and let me know what you thought of it because I would love to talk to more people who have seen this film uh, because I, not a lot of people that have seen this movie that I haven't been able to talk to. Uh, and if you haven't seen this movie before, again, sorry that I spoiled some of it for you, but I still encourage you to check it out for yourself and see how you feel about it. Uh, especially if you are a Robert, a Robert Pattinson fan and you're excited to see him as Batman coming out in 2022. Uh, which you know they are they did start up filming again and if you've seen some of those pictures looks pretty damn cool um but yeah that's gonna do for this review uh for the lighthouse i hope you enjoyed listening to me and watching me talk about this and uh like i said please share your feedback with me uh either leaving a comment on the video below for youtube or reaching out to me on my social media twitter instagram vero all the links are in the description so you can check those out um please subscribe to the minute Tonight's podcast uh either right here on youtube or also you can get me on the audio only version spotify google podcast Castbox, radio public breaker and anchor uh support me by joining my patreon for one dollar a month that link is in the description um you can also buy a t-shirt in the minute Tonight's podcast store that link is in the description as well um and i'm working on some designs for newer t-shirts that i can add to that so be on the lookout for that. I will let you know. And um, uh, thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing. Love and appreciate every single one of you who do. I truly, genuinely do. Please stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves and your loved ones. And if you, uh, if you can, uh, I have a link to a GoFundMe from my friend Julie uh, to have her to help with some uh, court fees and legal fees uh, for a very important case that she has uh it's you know not my business to talk to talk about it but the link is in the description so please click that link and hear her story and if you're if you are generous please contribute um yeah thank you all so much for checking this one out and check out the other movie reviews that i've done on here um i'm gonna try to get more 
of those coming out very soon. Just uh, as I said a few days ago, uh, just got a lot of, I think, yeah, the last video that I did, my bit schedule for work has been pretty busy. I'm going to try to, you know, try to keep up with this. It's been a few weeks. Um, so, yeah. Check out my other movie reviews, my retro film reviews, which I do have. The one that I mentioned on my Walmart video, uh, Nightmare on Nightmare on Elm Street, the original one. I'm gonna be that's gonna be my retro film review for this month. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. It will be coming very soon. And also the uh, Eps podcast that I have coming out at the end of the month, where I'll be I will be talking about horror movies. Um, so that's gonna be a lot of fun for that. And uh, check out all other regular podcast episodes, my video game reviews, wrestling. Uh, classic wrestling pay-per-views. Uh, yeah. This has been a movie review for The Lighthouse from the Men Times Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all on the next one. Bye-bye.